Alright, what's good world? It's your boy Mastermind Mind and this is another weekday drop. Listen man, this is the June, mid-June, almost July weekday drop. But listen man, I had to come in and talk to y'all about some spicy stuff we got cooking up, man. But before we jump into the show, listen man, follow your boy everywhere, Mastermind RGTV on YouTube and on IG. The podcast is out everywhere worldwide, Amazon, we everywhere. RGTV, the classic shows, Real Gamer on all podcast platforms. We are here, we there, we everywhere, baby. Listen, man, be sure to follow me too personally at Master23Mind. We got some cool stuff rocking on over there with the music stuff too, man. But listen, man, we got a high show for y'all. I ain't going to be too long here, man. I promise I'm not going to make this like a two-hour, hour show. <laughs> for real, man, because there's so much stuff been happening in the game. You can tech industry. I know I've been to the stocks and things too, so... You feel me? I, I, I be out of here, man. I be so busy. You know, there's so much stuff I, I, I be on to, man. I can't keep up with all of this information that's just been pouring into me, man. Let's jump right into it. So last episode, uh, y'all know we had the brothers on, man. Shout out to the homie Q and uh, to, the, to the homie Lord, Lord Spartan. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, we had a good show, man. Y'all be sure to check out the previous episode of the podcast. And uh, beginning of June, weekday drops. Amazing show, man. Still hot. A couple stuff I was breaking down about Apple and AI and some other things and whatnot. Definitely cool. I'm gonna be touching a little bit into that into this episode. That's why I brought it up. Um, we supposed to came back in here and did the summer uh summer game fest after. You know, we did the before or whatever. So we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the games we've seen at Summer Game Fest and uh two blockchain ideas uh for uh Starfield and this some it's I think it's it's some game they show where you can build your own city. But that game, but I got a really cool idea. But just that's some of the stuff I'm gonna be kind of just tapping into, man. But let's jump right into this Mario situation real fast. I want to jump onto Nintendo. We're gonna start the show off talking about Nintendo. You know what I'm talking about? So we're a little bit closer to the mic, man, because that's some of my videos. This is my rap microphone, so my volume be a little low, you know what I'm talking about? But uh listen, man, we got some Mario RPG. Now, for those that don't remember a Mario RPG, go on here, do your little research, go back, look at the classic Mario RPG. So, I think it's pretty interesting because um, seeing the old and it look like they're redoing it exactly how the classic Mario RPG situation was. And for them to like, you know, redo a game like Bravo, hands up to Nintendo for doing that. And two, I think it's really cool to see Mario in a uh, different light. You know what I'm saying? Other than how we normally would see him in a 3D or a 2D setting or whatnot. We're getting something different. Um, it looks a little bit like a Final Fantasy almost. You got HP hit points. You got MP, magic power, different stuff like that. You even get to have Bowser on your team. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a Final Fantasy RPG game using uh, Mario characters. So, you know... It's pretty cool to see Mario in a different element, in a different light, and for them to redo remaking it just like they did the classic Mario RPG. I take it. Uh, another Mario game, Mario 2D game, dropping in October. That's pretty cool because you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm look. I'm just be straight up, y'all, man. Every Mario game that pretty much drop, they always look the same, but. It always one. It's always one of those games. Be like, hmm, can't wait to get my hands and play that because you know we just love the nostalgia of Mario, the nostalgia of Mario, and just playing Mario and seeing this new Mario 2D game. It, it just it's something about a new Mario game that just catches my attention and it's just like, yo, I want to play it. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
and especially it gives you the feel of a new game even though we're playing on old hardware nintendo we need some new hardware we're going to dive deep into that in just a second too spending all talking about amd but coming back to mario 2d game uh it gives you that new feel of hey i'm playing a new game and i'm playing it uh only new console because the graphics is you know more up to date versus the other mario games that you've seen on the same console so it just gives you that new feel and kind of like when you buy a new pair of shoes like yo i got these new pair it's just it's a good feel so i had that feeling when i seen the mario 2d the the mario 2d game and i was like yo that's what's up i'll definitely take that now i want to spend this off talking about nintendo new console that need to be dropping sooner or later so check this we got amd oh yeah i know i'm in the tech field too so it's a couple of it's gonna spin this off to a tech conversation also uh we got amd uh basically jumping into the ai field and on the previous episodes i was talking about nvidia how they're in the ai field or whatnot and how that can be the potential the next generation consoles like the playstation 6 or the next xbox they they can probably be using nvidia because nvidia uh this whole new power around ai whatnot is powered on nvidia chips so that was that opens the door opportunity for nvidia for the next gaming generation cycle to come around but then when i seen amd getting into it and they're basically saying yo we're gonna make some chips just as good as uh, just as good as nvidia and we're gonna even give you more memory with them so it's one of those things to where it's like okay now we we talking about a good a good little competition here because remember these are not just ai powered chips these are chips that's really powerful and when you stretch the the possibilities and the creative things i foresee for gaming match that along with these powerful chips on top of the ai power listen man I can't really express or really explain where gaming is about to go and how much competition that opens up in the space. And because I'm thinking about games, perfect example. I'm thinking about games like like deep RPG games like The Witchers. We know we got a new Witchers game coming out. Imagine seeing, you know what I'm saying, these new games coming out and I'm talking about this is a futuristic idea play here I'm talking about next generation consoles powered by new AI chips and we're getting something like the witches so this new I say the witchers because the witcher is a very uh, deeply immersive game and it's probably not going to come out no time soon maybe 2025 maybe 2024 into 2024 at the most um so that's why I'm saying I'm using Witchers for example. So let's say a new Witchers game, future console, 2028, around that time. Using AI chips, um, your competitor, let's say if Xbox take the NVIDIA route. And let's say if uh, PlayStation stick with AMD and take their route. Let's say if we get the Witchers over here or the Witchers over here or however you want to do it. But the AI in a deep immersive game like The Witchers would be incredible. Think about the dialogue that's already pre-recorded or whatever in The Witchers game. How much dialogue is it? It's a lot. It's a lot. 
So, imagine the new, new game, new chips, new technology. AI is really embedded into the game. You talking about, so for The Witcher's Wild Hunt, that game had like 20 different endings. Imagine AI using AI tools to get into the gaming space. There can be so many different endings and each player, people that play the game can kind of uh, create or rewire the story of the game, but still keep it in a ecosystem of the game. You know what I'm saying? Not nothing crazy, but you can like really kind of go through the story your own little way. And I think the future of gaming and the future of AI will allow us to do those things. So just keep that ideal into play because there's many of the games that be a perfect example. But The Witches is one that just popped up and keep hold that thought because I want to go in talking about Starfield for a second. So check this. Microsoft did an amazing job at summer game fest uh with the xbox showcase or whatnot yo i give my hats off to you xbox you did pretty good um i'm really feeling this starfield yo let's talk about it baby let's talk about it listen i'm really feeling this starfield um i'm really feeling it it's kind of like um it's almost like the best of the best rpg open world game but just out of space and it got the whole like Battlestar Galactica uh, Dark uh, Dark Matter these space shows you know what I'm saying got the space show vibe to it and so many different places you can go boom a game like this perfect example so I was looking at the trailer and I'm thinking to myself I'm like yo this is where blockchain technology can really 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 play a big part and do something amazing in gaming and something innovative so a game like starfield if they was to integrate blockchain technology into a game like that i don't think they will but this is just me and and my thoughts (laughs) but if they integrate a system of blockchain technology into a game like starfield being able to where we're able to think about it if you get the entire universe, you got these different planets or whatnot. You got so many people playing the game and they can you can be bad guys, good guys, different planets, explore the planets, different stuff on the planets. Think about all of the the like the real time buying and selling within the game it can be. So let's say if hey I capture this planet right here and if I want to rent some land on my planet you feel what I'm saying we can use uh, tokens within the game you feel what I'm saying to buy some of this land let's say if I stop playing the game and I would like to sell my land or someone want to put a bid up boom cool sell my land to them because I no longer play the game I cash out on this on this land um, game currency for cash out on it you know what i'm saying boom bada bing that would be amazing that would be freaking amazing and i think the future of gaming so these are the two double-edged swords to it you if you if you put a game in a situation like that let's say because see my honest opinion as a gamer is going to dominate because even if 
the gamer is playing and let's say we get a, a, a greedy gamer <laughs> to where the gamer is playing and let's say if we only had the game from about a month or a couple of weeks or so and we begin to buy and and trade or sell or whatever on a game and we cash out and just get rid of the game i honestly think you're gonna have a little little bit of that but you're still gonna have the diehard gamers that's gonna spend so much time into a game like this because the mechanism of buying selling and trading within aka blockchain technology integrated in the game won't just be the main spotlight of the game the game is still going to have its main spotlight, but you're just adding something extra to where it's a utility to where now us gamers can really benefit off of the game we just purchased. So I think if they was to really integrate blockchain technology into a massive world like Starfield would be incredible. A massive world uh, like the game I was thinking about, this city game. This game to where you can build cities or whatnot. I immediately thought about, oh, what's the place? Um, I can't think of the name off the top of my head right now, but there is a, a metaverse world. Shout out, to, shout out to all my blockchain homies. We used to hang out in the world. That's, I can't think of the name of right now. But when I seen this city game, I thought about when they buying metaverse space. You feel what I'm saying? Boom, use the mana tokens, sand, sandbox tokens, different stuff for that when you're in a sandbox world where you're buying spaces in this metaverse world. I seen the city game, it's like, boom, yo. If you integrate this technology into a game, a massive game like this game, the city game, you add an extra layer of immersiveness and fun to the game because imagine if i I really love this city game because i I think it's i think it has the ability to create the future um the future home designers uh future uh uh, uh, builders of, of of the future because you could really like build out an entire city you feel what i'm saying so other than just the aspect of just building out your city what if you're able to really build out a city in this digital world and sell your city or sell the buildings or sell the homes in this digital world? And then you get a vibe like PlayStation Home. See, this is what I think the future of gaming need. Man, just call all the execs up. Tell them come holler at your boy Mastermind. Listen, this is what I think they need. A situation like PlayStation Home to where in The Sims integrate that into a game like the city game under the blockchain technology bonkers game of the year done (laughs) it'd be fire it'd be fire and i think games will need to start to merge to make something i think the the next level of innovation outside of hardware is going to be software to where we're where you're able to basically kind of merge games together and a perfect idea i'm thinking about that when i say that is think about something like the sims where you create your character you create your home or whatever whatever 
you can walk around. Go into more depth. Think of something like the PlayStation Home when they had it back in the day. So, boom, check this. If PlayStation, we already know uh, PlayStation got blockchain filings and patents and things. We already know that. So, boom, let's say if we got PlayStation Home only for PlayStation, we put people in, we put people in this digital metaverse. We already got the VR2. Um, and integrated with a game like the city game to where now you can easily build you out a city create communities have your entire community shout out to my discord community hop in the discord in my digital library while y'all playing tap in um you can have your entire community here in this digital metaverse world and you're immersed double the times because you have playstation vr 2 that would be an amazing thing because not only you have your community in this digital world you're able to do these things you're able to buy and sell and trade and so you're not just playing a game but this game is now turned into a utility of things and how is it a utility of things boom let's integrate games within real life so let's say if we have a I don't know. Let's just say a, a, a what's the VR games where you fix cars and stuff. You feel what I'm saying? These games that we have that's like check this out. I was I was uh, I was in a VR place and uh, watching the kids play the VR and they're playing. Uh, I think is um, was the Job Sims. They're playing this VR game and they're fixing on the car and I'm like yo. Bro, if I had this game when I was younger, if I played this game when I was younger, I could have learned car skills, mechanic skills or whatever at a younger age. I believe that these games has the ability ability to teach our children the future or I teach our children a future skill set. And when you think of that matter, now the game is providing a real utility because that utility is now teaching us a skill set that will help us in the real world let's just say we had a water plant or something well we put our virtual goggles on or the controller and we start playing through this game to build a, a build up a community or to build a water plant and now the same builds that we're using or the community we're getting together raising funds for can now be utilized in the real world to build a real world water plant you know what i'm saying so these are just different ideas that i feel like gaming can with the power of blockchain technology under so many different ideas and layers can really be a real life utility in so many different ways so it's it's so many different ideas that come to mind when i think of those but i just immediately thought of the, uh, starfield and the city game It'll be perfect. But going back to Starfield, man. Xbox and his own Game Pass. Listen, man. I'm going to have to go on here. Dust the elf this joint here. (laughs) For all my audio people over on the podcast, man. Y'all need to swing on over to YouTube and see me holding this Xbox controller in my hand. Listen, man. I'm going to have to go on here and knock the dust off the Xbox controller, man. Because that Starfield game, yo. I honestly feel like that's going to be game of the year. Real talk. Um, no, probably Legend of Zelda. Man, Legend of Zelda, y'all done, y'all done pulled off a good one with this one. But with Starfield, man, I'm, I'm, so 
couple things I had a problem when I was looking at the trailer and hearing them talk about it. They're still running the game at 30 frames, but when he explained it, it was like, uh, okay, okay, I, I, I understand. I respect it. Um, but I'm going to tell you why it immediately was a red flag after I get through saying my full statement. Um, that was one. The fact that I love that you can switch from first, and, first person to third person. Y'all know I talk about that a lot on the show. So when I first heard that, I was like, oh, banger, take it. Um, some the graphics the graphics look good but i did notice um they kind of only really focus a little bit on facial or the the person the person itself and not too much of offset so if you if it's hard to explain because i ain't got the video up here side by side but when i was looking at it i, I just noticed some stuff i'm like yo those graphics could actually look better than that but they're not bad i'm not saying they're bad but put that joint on playstation (laughs) even on playstation i feel like i just feel like these hardware devices the ps5 and xbox they're not pushing the graphics to this limit and i understand you know they're probably we're early in the cycle of it. We, wanna, we don't want to give you full power of the horror just yet. I, I respect to hear all of this stuff, but I just know that the power in these hardwares, they can be pushed. And they can be pushed a lot harder. So with that being said, because if we can come out with a PS5 Pro or some mid-cycle console that can use 30% more of the GPU why can't we just push out an update or a firmware update to say hey let's utilize more of the GPU power they can do that because technically they kind of do that with updates already with a little bit for what, what's the word they call it uh, stability updates or something like that but um, you feel what I'm saying and when I seen that the graphics on Starfield was like oh they look good but I know it can be better than that you know um, just a couple of things I noticed and I wasn't too much of a fan of the 30 frames per second because again I feel like all games need to be 60 frames to 120 we don't need nothing else 30 frames 30 frames and 1080p that's old everything from this point on need to be 60 frames 4k 120 4k 120 8k if you give me 8k give me 60 frames at least don't come around here with no 30 frames, 1080p, 720. Oh, I don't want none of that. That's so 2000. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So that was one of the things was like, yo, can't wait for it. Moving on, talking about this Mortal Kombat 1. Ooh, boy. I think I talked about it a little bit on the, on the, on the previous episode, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But I will say they've done something on this Mortal Kombat here, man. Shout out to the brother hip hop gamer too, man, because he interviewed uh, one of the guys um, on Mortal Kombat. And yo, go look at that interview. Go look at the interview. Go ch- shout out to the brother, man. Go look at the interview. But uh, this Mortal Kombat one, bro, the graphics is man. Listen, Street Fighter look good. I ain't gonna lie. But this Mortal Kombat one, baby. Can I get some fire? I need, I need that. Shout out to the Wall Street Trap. I need me a fly. I need me a fire in the background. I just flamed y'all. 
listen man this Mortal Kombat 1 graphics is amazing man the detail of the graphics the background of even when you're fighting the background looks so real and yo it's just it had a lot moving in the background when games have a lot moving in the background especially fighting games when games have a lot moving in the background and you're already doing something and the graphics the polish the lighting all this stuff is already popping and you still got stuff moving in the background on top of your character fighting or whatever yo amazing and i think what this mortal Kombat was able to do with the graphics has now set the bar for fighting games 2024 excuse me um shout out to um you know street fighter graphics look amazing over there on street fighter 2 don't get don't get it twisted man. don't get it twisted the graphics look you know more like a little bit two difference you know what i'm saying street fighter's done some amazing with their graphics but more to come back one oh baby oh <laughs> and the fatalities on there man listen the fatalities on there is disrespectful you heard me <laughs> well, he, 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 man, like it's crazy bro but can't wait to get my hands on that man to do some fatalities and enjoy the graphics i can't wait to see what different game modes um they gonna have on there and the different stuff they was able to do like i said with um having a secondary character or whatnot they introduced that that's pretty dope um bro the first thing that caught my eye was the graphics that's just the number one talking point of mortal comeback right now but moving on talking about this so we got another surprise final fantasy 7 um part two or whatever and it's gonna be on a two disc so so it's the thing i'm not mad at it but i just wasn't expecting it because we already getting what's the final fantasy 16 these damn roman numbers and stuff we're already getting final fantasy 16 and I wasn't expecting them to really show Final Fantasy 7 because we was thinking that 16 was going to get all the light and all the praises right now. So when you're when it's something that you're not expecting, it's like, oh, y'all not going to put the light on this one? Oh, that's cool. Y'all put the light on both of them? Well, okay. <laughs> so a game like Final Fantasy 7, um, it kind of made me want to go back and kind of jump back into the story because... The, the, it's gonna be picking up where it left off at and the story in seven you know what i'm saying don't get me wrong it, it's not a bad story it's just it's hard to keep up with and it's kind of like colluded a little bit it's, it's, it's kind of i just say it's hard to keep up with i'll just say that much but um the gameplay and the comeback and all that stuff is pretty cool and just it's final fantasy you feel what i'm saying it's just one of those those worlds and stories that you you just get locked into and just driven into so that's why i kind of want to go back when this one dropped in 2024 um i'm trying to did i even get 100 percent on final fantasy 7 i don't don't know but for this to be on the two discs this is gonna be a really long game a really long game i think this is probably um this is probably the first game for like the current gen consoles were, that that's out that to have a two disc game uh if i'm not mistaken what 60 70 gigs can fit on these discs 
I'm probably wrong. I'm not sure. 80 gigs, maybe 80 to 100 gigs. And for this to be two disc, hmm. <laughs> talk about trying to uh, bring some uh, fan base into it, like the classic Final Fantasy VII where they had like four discs to it. So yeah, that's that's all this is. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was something else I want to talk about before I rock and roll out of here, yo. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, let's get right to it. So Microsoft is no longer uh, <laughs> says is no longer making Xbox One games. It's all about the Xbox Series S and X from now on. I mean, let me know what y'all think about that. Know what you think about that? I don't. I mean, I don't. I look at it like, well, shit. They 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 kind of need to, because at this point they kind of. So check this. Xbox has admitted that. Yo, we lost this console race. We lost it. Y'all win, Sony. So, I'm not going to dive deep into this um, right now in the show. Maybe on another episode because there's so much going on and I didn't I didn't read everything about it, but I, I read some of the stuff. So, you know about the whole Activision, Microsoft trying to buy Activision and they're beefing with Sony. Sony's like... Yo, no, we don't want y'all guys buying these guys. Y'all gonna take us out of business? That'll really screw us over. Meanwhile, why you getting all dropping all these exclusive PlayStations and you know so that stuff. The drama is getting heated up and it's getting hot, folks. It's getting hot. So what's going on, man? Is it's it's a lot of little stuff that's cooking up. So place let me read one of these articles. Um, they were saying something. I'm gonna talk about that one in a minute. Said something in the article, and I'm trying to find a glimpse of it. It's so much, man. They are in court today. Um, and Sony, the Sony guy, man, he he came through on the video. He said, I ain't going to court, man. I ain't trying to put my face out there like that, man. All right, we are back. Anchor, man, I ain't know. I said Anchor. Oh, man, Spotify. Forgot they came in, took over. But uh, we are back. I know y'all kind of got cut that last little bit. But uh, we was talking about this um, the situation with that Xbox and PlayStation, man. You know, they're in court and everything about Microsoft trying to buy Activision and Blizzard and everything. And PlayStation is afraid that if they do that, that's going to make Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox later on. And um, they're going to take away other Activision licensed games and things of that matter. Uh, so doing the court filings and oh, no, doing the court filings or whatnot, audio tech glitch, doing the court filings or whatnot and things of that matter. Um, it also they also mentioned the next generation consoles. So Microsoft is expected expects the next Xbox and PlayStation 6 to come out in 20. 28 we're looking at a uh, time frame around 2028 so let, let's let's bounce into that topic because the last topic i don't want to get too deep into honestly man because it's i don't i don't like to see them fight man i'm gonna be straight up with y'all i just want to see them get back in the ring of creating more innovative things for gamers and make the games great man you know what i'm saying just continue to do work man continue to put to, to put out the games and make amazing things man i don't really want to see them fight Shh. 
long as they keep Call of Duty alive for all consoles, which I think Xbox will. Uh, of course, what Blizzard got going on with Diablo, yo. I'm gonna talk about Diablo in a second, but what they got going on over there, man. Keep it, man. Y'all don't, you know. But it's it's a deep story. That's why I really want to get too deep into it. But so let's check out this time frame. The next PlayStation Six and uh, next Xbox 2028. So you know we got PlayStation dropping this handheld situation, aka Q Light. Um, something I, I totally predicted on the show. Man, go check out the classic shows. Go on, go on, go on. You'll catch it later. But um, this Q Light they got coming out. You know what I'm saying? Probably um, what, what did they say? I forgot the date. Uh, was it? end of 2024 maybe i think 2024 so that's going and possibly maybe a ps5 pro not too many people are really happy about that i know the homie q wasn't really happy about that one <laughs> but um so doing this time frame something to think about we got ai we got uh web3 gaming that's popping off that's tied to mobile and cloud so just looking at a future perspective of where will gaming be in 2028, you got the Apple headset they just revealed. I say by 2028, that should give Apple enough time to, you know what I'm saying, work with Sony or work with someone like Microsoft um, to do something in, in, this, in the next generation of gaming. And if, and if you got two of the juggernauts in the room playing their flags, saying yo we're working on something already we're cooking up some these are the drop dates possibly um letting our developers know you know what i'm saying so the future gaming i think it's gonna be really dope and plus like i was saying at the beginning of the show talking about ai how that's gonna play a role in the next generation of gaming it's gonna be ridiculous man um i don't really want to give a full breakdown i'll say i'll say i tell you what i say my full future prediction breakdown because there's so much stuff I want to get into and break it down but we'll do that on, on another part of the show because I really want to not go into that but we're going to come back to it on another, on another show so also looking at this some I've seen this it says Sony is looking to to buy half of Warner Brothers Discovery Film and TV Music Assets for about 500 million dollars so think about it you know those DC characters over there that's a, uh, WB or um, different shows or whatever is over there, WB, films and shows. Let me get that. <laughs> I think it'll be a good look for Sony, man, because check this. You got Nintendo moving into the movies and uh, TV show space now because rumors that we're getting Legends of Zelda. And I'm going to bring this all around. You're going to see how I'm going to bring it all around. We got rumors of a Legend of Zelda uh, movie or TV show. We know we got God of War coming. We know we got uh, Forbidden West uh, TV show movie coming or whatever. Um, we So we know the track running of this is the year for games to come into the, the, the media uh, for, for movies or TV shows to dominate. So this makes perfect sense for Sony to be buying up half of these assets for $500 million. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> like the dude on Street Fighter. Perfect. <laughs> this makes perfect sense, man. This makes perfect sense because they can they can get WB to, you know what I'm saying, work on some of this stuff, or they can utilize WB 
for a lot of future things that they're going to be doing in the movie and TV space, even in the music space, I, I feel like too. So some that that's a nice little that's a nice little buy to to kind of keep your eye on, see what's going to happen with that. Um, let me see, it was something else I wanted to speak on real quick before I go. Man, this issue with these guys fighting, man, is is it's so much. It's so I probably so much. So Sony PlayStation uh, chief privately said that Microsoft Activision deal wasn't about the Xbox exclusive. What was it about then, PlayStation? Are you afraid that these guys are going to take your number one spot? <laughs> oh, man, it's so crazy. I just want to have a talk with uh with the homie, you know, and a couple other homies, man, that's locked into the industry. Like, yo, what, what's really going on? What's, what's up? Wing NDA signing. What's up? Why y'all acting like this? What's really going on? Will Xbox come out with something that's just gonna blow PlayStation out the way? Because I can't see Xbox doing so well to where it would just completely blow PlayStation, just blow them out of business. PlayStation is moving and the way they're moving about this is like, what are y'all so afraid of? Are y'all really scared of Microsoft that bad? Mm, I'm going to play devil advocate here. So, Microsoft, they, they can be a bit of a bully. You know what I'm saying? They can be a bit of a bully because they was, back in the day, you remember, they basically saved Apple. You feel what I'm saying? So, they can be a bit of a bully and, uh, monopoly type tactics or whatnot but i don't think they really have those things anymore you feel what i'm saying but the question is why is sony so afraid of them just coming in to change up some stuff when they've been basically doing it the entire gaming history you know um so that's why i said i really didn't want to get into this issue because it's so much uh, apparently there was the, the emails, the leaked email or whatever, or where it's out there now, is is courts there in court about it or whatnot. Um, and and it's just it's talking about a bunch of stuff because it's now it's deeper than just the Call of Duty or um what they want to do with Activision and all that. It's much more deeper than that. Uh, of course, we know Xbox. This was an interview I was looking at with Xbox CEO. He was saying that by them purchasing uh, Activision and, you know, Blizzard or whatever, that would get them in better in the cloud gaming or in the mobile gaming space a lot better. And when you think about mobile gaming and in the cloud space or whatnot, that's a sector that still is gradually like, like still growing. And still is a spot that they can, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity grab, straight up. It's like a big thing of pancakes. And they like, yo, we all got served. We can just go and get it, right? So <laughs> that's the best analogy I can give you. <laughs> but uh, you feel what I'm saying? That's an opportunity grab. And I'm not mad at Xbox for trying to take tackle that opportunity grab. Hell, because when you, at least, what I like about Xbox CEO, man, is the fact that 
he actually plays the games too. He seemed like a very down earth, down to earth guy. He's out there talking. He's listening to the gamers or whatnot. He's listening to the community. You feel me? I see him at more in-person live events or whatnot. You feel what I'm saying? When PlayStation CEO, you don't really see him out. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Xbox is like, Xbox CEO reminds me, he's he's kind of like Elon Musk. Elon, everybody loves Elon Musk. He's cool. He's a rock star. Xbox CEO, he's a rock star. He's cool, man. Like he, He's like the monster people. You feel what I'm saying? That's a good look. Um, although it don't really have too much to do with your games or, you know what I'm saying? But for you to be a cool person, even outside of, of the business or whatever, that's a good look. You feel me? So, um, and I feel like PlayStation, they don't have that, you know? Um, so could there be in the future, 2028, could there be some type of uh, regime shift or some type of uh, things that can shift the market uh, in, in, in that way, maybe, perhaps, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I do think if, and I'm going to tie this to my mobile and my cloud point, uh, but I do think if Sony was to engage like Xbox more, because I, I feel like Xbox is a little bit more transparent uh, on some things, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like if Sony CEO, if they was to get a new CEO or whatever, regime shift, <laughs> if um, they was to get a new CEO and he was more like Xbox CEO, more, uh, you know, there at live events and uh, in the community, you know, things of that matter, um, I think that'd be a good look for, for, for PlayStation. You feel what I'm saying? For example, uh, Xbox is trying to find ways to to get. That's why they, that's why they're tackling the mobile sector. They're trying to get gamers all over Africa, South America, everywhere. You feel what I'm saying? And someone said that. Um, I remember this man. Someone said um, Sony didn't even know Africa was a, a continent or something like that. They didn't. They they don't pay attention to Africa or something like that. I said what, bro? That's a red flag. So. You know, when I when I when I heard that, I was like, bro, to see all the stuff that Microsoft is doing, I was like, yo, we need a regime shift. <laughs> and could that regime so I see why Xbox is going after the cloud and after the mobile. Because when you look at mobile, um, a really big hot sector in mobile is Africa. Africa uh, with, with mobile gaming or whatnot and mobile devices and web three on the digital end this stuff is is red hot in africa right now shout out to my brothers out there in africa you know what i'm talking about uh, so things could be heating up in the future in 2028 could there be a shift to where xbox could let's just say if let's just say if xbox was to purchase uh, activision blizzard and everything, everything go through fine and they did haha now we're gonna sabotage and take down playstation forever right and nah, it ain't gonna be the same. So I think regardless of what happened, it's gonna still be competition. There may be a little shift to where you know PlayStation might not have so many exclusive games or whatever, whatever. But based on the investments that PlayStation has been making through the years, plus remember they already got patents for blockchain technology. 
So based on the investments that they've been making for years, bro, it's going to pay off. And even if it was a shift, they're still going to do good. So you're going to still have the competition of Microsoft and Sony. You feel what I'm saying? Or I keep saying Microsoft and Sony, but Xbox and Sony, you're going to still have that competition. So, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's nothing to really, really be worried about or whatnot. But I will come back and kind of um, dive in and and talk about that sector just a little bit more on another episode because it's it's so deep, man. Like in the email, it was saying some other stuff. Um, that's how we knew. That's how we now know. It. Oh, and they also was like, they're not going to share if if Xbox was to go through with this deal with Call of Duty. We're gonna. We're, they said we're not going to share any details about PlayStation Six. Uh, we're not going to share any details about PlayStation 6 with for for call, for the new call, call of duty or whatever. Ooh, these boys talking spicy. So imagine you're Call of Duty, the next Call of Duty coming out. You're a Call of Duty developer and you're waiting for your PlayStation development kit. And uh these guys don't send you anything. Well, y'all ain't gonna know nothing about our new console. Well, nah, we straight. Go on. Y'all we Xbox. Mm-hmm. We got some cooking over here, boy. So, you know, it's one of those things, man. But it's still, it's going to always be forever competition, man. So, for so for all my Sony fanboys out there that's just red hot, like, yeah, take that, Microsoft. You're, you're trying to take us out. And for all the Xbox uh, fanboys out there, like, nah, we're not trying to take you out. You're trying to take us out. Right, right, right. Just the fighting bigger than bagger, man. Just go have fun and play video games, bro. <laughs> Both of the consoles got got great games, bro. Xbox Game Pass. Oh yeah, Xbox Game Pass prices will be going up. Uh, the the cost of the Xbox also will be going up. Check whoever you whoever you listen to this podcast. If you're in European somewhere, or whatever, the prices may be a little bit different, but prices will be going up just like PlayStation jacked their prices up. Remember, not in the U.S. though, just everywhere else. But um, Xbox is doing something different but the prices will be going up but both of these consoles are amazing game they got amazing games on both of them so may there be peace and love between both our brothers and sisters over here man on the green and the blue side but shout out to the red side nintendo we need new consoles stop playing with us now man <laughs> real talk man look that's all i got for y'all tonight man um 45 on me that's good that's good i was hoping that do over hour but um that's all I got for y'all tonight, man. We're going to be uh, rocking back in here, man. Talking about some more stuff. Shout out to the homie MDP. MDP, my brother. I got to get you on the show. Shout out to Prodigy. Let's get it, baby. I got to get you on the show, man. Shout out to my brothers out there in Africa, man. Uh, Ace Games, man. They're doing some amazing things out there. Kicking butt. Speaking of mobile gaming. Let's go, man. Call of Duty Mobile. My boys need... They need... We need to... Uh, we need to get some consoles out there and get them boys ready for the next Call of Duty, man. For the next Call of Duty, give my boys a shot, man. All the Activision is X. Send my boys a, a beta copy of your Call of Duty. Get let us let us get ready, just like you let all the other pros or whatever get ready before the game. That's how it be so good, bro. They be putting these boys on betas and alphas before the game even come out, and then when the game come out. Us everyday gamers and publics try to come in and try to compete. We don't stand a chance because these guys is already diamond already because they've been playing since the beta and alpha. They've been training these boys since then. Fair competition play. Send my boys a beta copy, man. We'll show you what we're about. 
That's all I got to say, man. But uh, it's going to change. But uh, believe that, though, man. But uh, be sure to follow your boy, man. Uh, Mastermind RGTV on YouTube. Uh, RGTV, the classic shows. Real Gamer on all podcast platforms. We got some more episodes coming up, man. Uh, we're going to try to have a homie MDP here on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about some Web3 things, uh, things in esports space, and um, a bunch of stuff, man. Um, and a homie Q, and we're going to try to get... We're going to try to get all the homies back on because I got to talk to them about Diablo. We got to talk about Diablo. Now, real fast before I bounce. Diablo, I was looking at it. I don't like the camera angle where the, you, the camera is up here and you got to walk down here like eh, maybe on a cold day, but it takes the time for me to get into. But although the story and the comeback and everything looks really cool, I'll definitely play it, but I don't know about owning it. Uh, Cause that game is it like it takes some time to get into. So we got to get the good brothers back on the show, man. So I can get their opinion of, of Diablo and ask them a couple questions about it. You know what I'm saying? But um, stay tuned for more, man. Y'all game on, man, and be sure to follow me everywhere. Twitch, Master Twenty Three Man. I be going live playing some. Um, what I'm be playing, man? I laid out the Resident Evil for a little bit, but we got to get back on the Resident Evil so we can get our Infinite Rocket Launcher and some. Um, some more of them guns that's on there. But uh, be sure to follow me on over there, man. We out. Game on, y'all.